You are listening to episode 285 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I love when we get a double dose of storytelling magic on the show. This week's guest originally joined us for our seasonal Sunday series, Awaken Your Soul Sunday. And now she's joining me for a dose of life mastery. Jen Trepek has been described as a force of nature in the wellness space. She's an optimal health coach, podcaster, and business consultant. And her time in the wellness space actually started in childhood. But you're going to hear more about that on this week's episode. After over a decade of working with clients, she decided to take her practice from side hustle to full-time self-employment and launch her podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries. Grounded in science, yet lighthearted in delivery, Jen talks about living life while still making ourselves and our health a priority. Before I introduce you to Jen, here's a little reminder that we've got podcast merch. (laughs) That's right. You can rep your favorite podcast with our signature t-shirts, long-sleeve tees, tanks, hoodies, stickers, and mugs by visiting the shop section of mindbizlife.com. Remember that when you get your order, I want to see what you got. DM me your photos or tag me in them at MindBizLife. All right, are you ready to dive into this conversation with Jen? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Jen, welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Hey, Lauren, me too. Finally. <laughs> yes, Jen, you're, you shared this powerful story on Awaken Your Soul Sunday, our Sunday series, which may have been a great introduction for some of our listeners. But for those who may have missed that episode, let's do a quick recap. Will you share a little bit about the journey and the story behind how you became a health coach? Absolutely. So the story that I shared was the woman who lost a person. And I'll back up from that a second to say, you know, I grew up a dancer. I joke that I was like the skinny one in a family of dieters. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, I think it was really between high school and college where I started to gain weight myself. And it was also such a, on the one hand, it was like such a dichotomy from the life and the body that I knew, Mm -hmm. right? I wasn't dancing six days a week. I, you know, my food changed, all these things. And then on the other hand, I was like, okay, I know what to do. I watched my family do this my whole life, right? And so I started every diet under the sun. And I did that whole yo-yo thing, gained and lost over and over. I was on a diet. I was off a diet, all of those things. And, you know, for years, graduate from college, move to New York City, and sort of two worlds collided because on the one hand, I was in this job and I recognized that I was overqualified for the role. And so I was bored and I was looking for things to do outside of my full-time job. And then also our family was planning like our annual family vacation and I had to go into this computer system to request the time off. Yeah. So in that moment, it hit me like an anvil that I was literally requesting permission for access to my own time. Ooh. Ooh. I hadn't even thought of it like that, Jen. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had this moment of like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just know it's not this. (laughs) 
(laughs) right? I I just know I cannot work for somebody else where this is the system, Mm. you know? So I was looking for something to do outside of my full-time job, originally with the intention of just like taking that money and investing it or doing anything I could to an air quote, sort of like retire early. Right. Right. At the same time, I have my whole weight management saga happening. Yeah. (laughs) And so in that process of like looking for both things, I was introduced to, it, it was pitched to me or shown to me as like a weight loss program. Right. And at first I was like, no, 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 that's okay. I've got my thing, right? (laughs) I'm good. You know, my thing was that crazy roller coaster, but like, I didn't need whatever you have, you know? And then there's the woman who lost a person and she was following this plan. And not only were all the people that I met and saw, you know, keeping the weight off, But this woman in particular told her story of losing like 150 pounds. And like, I'm thinking, okay, that's the equivalent of a person, like a human attached to her. That is no whole backstreet boy right there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And then I was like, I, I couldn't see where 10 pounds could have been on her body. Like the story she was telling me and what I was seeing in front of my eyes, like did not compute in my brain. Mm. And I had a moment with myself of like Jennifer, (laughs) you know, like this wasn't even Jen. This was like a full name moment of like serious business right now. Right. And like, get out of your own way. They know something you don't know. Because based on what you know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I worked with a coach. I followed the program. Completely changed my life. Mm. Like the only thing that's allowed me to say I've kicked my food issues. And I really feel like, and my experience of it is, this is the nutrition education we're all supposed to know and no one ever taught us. Yeah. And so from there, I was sort of like, well, why isn't this what we learned? And how did it come to be that we all grew up on that crazy food pyramid? Oh gosh. Right. And all those things. And so I started digging in and I was, I had my own transformation, but more than that, I couldn't stop talking about what I was learning as I was digging into all of this. And I realized this is what I'm going to do on the side. This is going to be my thing. Mm. And I built my business as a side hustle, right? (laughs) As they say for 12 years. Wow. Like, remember that movie, like 12 years a slave. I'm like 12 years (laughs) a side hustle. Right. right? And (laughs) so it was like 12 years then. So July, 2019 left my full-time job, launched my podcast called salad with a side of fries. And now here we are over two years later, could never look back. And it's, you know, I've probably, I don't know if I've never been busier. I'm certainly probably as busy as I was in a lot of ways, but I've also never been happier. I've never been a better person than I am now. Really in alignment with your highest self. Yeah. There, there's so much greatness to unpack from your story. I, I really, I really resonate with that, that, um, high school to college years, right? Like I noticed myself, I was a competitive cheerleader, like your routine stops, 
Yep. You no longer are going to school from a certain time period every single day. Your class schedules look different, which means your eating schedule looks different. You no longer have your mom there to make sure that you're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner because you can snack anytime you want. You can have a bowl of ramen noodles at 2 a.m. if you want, and no one's there to say no. So I noticed at that in that time frame, and I would even say probably. 19 to 23. Um, I was my, my least favorite version of myself, (laughs) not only physically, but also emotionally. I realized that trauma that had happened in years previously, I was bleeding out my pain onto everyone, but I Mm -hmm. also recognized that I was comparing myself to everyone. And it made me feel even more awful than I already did, which then just got me stuck in a loop of binge eating more, right? Like binge drinking more. Like there was this, this loop. So we know that these loops happen. We can get stuck in these comparison loops, but how do we avoid comparing ourselves to others, especially when they have this seemingly quote unquote, perfect life? Right. It's so, so it's, it's funny because whether, and I feel like I've been in that place too, whether it was with you know, body image and diet and food and all of those things, or even in business, right? Yeah, like building yes. my business on the side for so long and seeing what other people are doing or watching other people leave their full-time jobs. And I was still doing both. Right. You know? And so one of the things for us to really remember is, and it's a constant reminder that really what we see on social media and, you know, uh, put out into the world are the highlights, right? Like if we read a book (laughs) and we take Mm -hmm. only the excerpts that we highlighted, of course it looks magical. Yeah. Right. But there's all those other words. And that's the part that I think nobody talks about. Right. And the other side of all of it is no one's lives are exactly the same. So even for me working full time and doing my stuff on the side was very different than somebody else's working full time and doing something on the side because they're a, they're not me (laughs) and B their job isn't my job. The people they work for aren't the people that like, we're not exactly the same. Yeah. And so it really turns into this very inappropriate comparison in so many ways. So I think that's one way, right? Or maybe two ways that it's an inappropriate comparison. The other thing is when we're in it, when we're doing our stuff, we're looking at our process, right? We're all the words on the page and we're comparing it to their outcome. Ooh, right? Their highlighted phrase is the outcome versus we're in the process. And so comparing process to outcome is also an inappropriate comparison, Mm. but it's really hard for us to get the information that we would need to even make an accurate analysis of the two situations. Right. And so it proves futile, (laughs) right? Yes. And then, and so, and it takes us sort of talking ourselves through that whole logic sometimes every time it shows up, like every time we notice (laughs) that tendency to be like, Oh, look what they're doing. Yeah. 
And it's like, well, okay, that's their highlighted part. I'm in all the other words on the page. Yeah. Next. Right. And we can, the trick is to recognize it when it shows up, which is also challenging. And then kind of shut down the rabbit hole by just reminding ourselves of, you know, a couple of the pieces of the logic part. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, it's that perception piece mm-hmm. that we, we see it how almost like we want to see it, we, right. we're perceiving it, how we want to perceive it. So if I'm looking at my friend who has this quote unquote, perfect marriage, right? Like this <laughs> perfect husband who like, it has like the qualities that you're like, gosh, like that, th- those align with my qualities. Like they must have a perfect marriage, but then you find out that he works 80 hours a week. He's never right. home. Like there's those things that like, you're not seeing, right? Like you, you see the highlight reels of all the ways that it's good, but then you're not seeing because a lot of people, I, I say this a lot, but we also know social media. A lot of people do the opposite. A lot of people aren't putting their, their dirty laundry totally out on social media. They're not taking pictures of themselves crying in the bathtub after a really bad day. You're not seeing the, the struggle of some people. So I like that. Let's be clear. I think nobody wants to see that. That's not social media worthy. So like, just the same way you wouldn't want to put it out there. I don't think what we're looking for either is other people to put that stuff on social media. Mm, Yeah. You know, like, I think we have those people in our lives that we show those things to and that we have the support system or if we don't find it, right? Like I'm a big yeah. fan of therapists and like, yeah. you know, and having those people that we do share those things with. Yeah. That that doesn't need to go on our right. social media. <laughs> it doesn't right. it has its own place where you can heal and be vulnerable and work through all all of your messy parts, right? Or, or right. those subconscious processing and patterns and be able to show up as your best self on social yeah, there's, media. <laughs> and there's also something right, super magical about other people's perspectives. Now we want to choose those people carefully for sure. Yeah. But other people can, they see things much more clearly than we do when it's our stuff. And we see other people's things much more clearly than our own stuff, partly because they're not attached to the result, right? They're not attached necessarily to the people in the conversations, but if it's, you know, somebody who really has your back, right? They can look at the exact same situation and offer maybe even three or four other ways to view it than what we have in our head. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we can get stuck on one way. Like we, right. we create these stories in our mind and it's that way or the highway. There's, there's no in between. Right. Mm. That's important to have those people. Totally. Yeah. So how do we overcome this need to be perfect? <laughs> oh boy. Right. Isn't that the billion dollar oh, yeah. question? Let's unpack like- <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's recognizing and you know i'm a health coach i have a specialty in weight management and i also help other people do the same and one of the conversations we have all the time is especially in this space my clients don't really need me to look like a supermodel mm. they need me to look like a human mm. and there's a lot of value in being able to identify your process in someone else's process, right? Going back to that idea. So in working with clients on, you know, nutrition and habits and 
stress and all these other things, like sometimes we can get more out of having relatability and how we work through it and sharing our stories than speaking from a pedestal. Oh, yeah. And if that's right, like for all of us, we don't have to speak from a pedestal. And I think the idea of a finish line is part of the problem Mm. because we're always a work in progress. Yeah. Right. Like every finish line is sort of false in that there's always a next thing, another tweak, another shift, something we want to focus on next. So we're always in the middle. Mm. And I think being willing to say, yeah, and right now my middle is focused on X or, you know, the next piece I want to focus on. Like it's, it's a process. I keep coming back to that word for some reason. Like it's all a process in shifting our mindset. And, you know, I also look at it and, you know, a lot of what I was just saying kind of talks about like the business side, but on the personal side, like with wellness or again, in my specialty with weight, we have these ideas of like, we're on a diet, we're off a diet, right? This is a good food or a bad food. Yeah. It's it's this very black and white extreme thinking. And our objective, if we think of it like a pendulum, right? This pendulum swings from black to white, right? On to off. Or I also sometimes describe it like in my elementary school classroom, and maybe this is for you too, <laughs> above. So there was like a chalkboard that went all the way across one wall, yeah. right? Yeah. P.S. Now they don't even have chalk, I, I think, know. because someone's allergic to chalk, right? Gosh, <laughs> expo markers only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there was like a chalkboard all the way across one wall. And above it was like the alphabet yeah. lined up A to Z, left to right. So if we sort of think of that pendulum swinging from A to Z, right, we have those extremes, but a pendulum because of science of the world, right? the fact that the globe is spinning, (laughs) a pendulum cannot stand still, right? So instead of the pendulum swinging from left to right, A to Z, we have this idea that we're supposed to get the pendulum to like stay still at that one number on the scale or that one way of eating or the one thing. Yeah. But it can't. That is impossible. That actually does not exist. So our objective is to get the pendulum, instead of going from A to Z, to go from like K to O. Yeah. Just a little bit back and forth in the middle in that area where if it were black to white, it's the gray, (laughs) right? The gray is in the middle and learning to say, you know, it's not going to stay still. And what that looks like in practice, I think is, um, maybe right now we don't notice that we feel off physically until we get on the scale and see a 30 pound difference or a 20 pound difference. Maybe that pendulum swinging smaller is 
I was on vacation for a week and I noticed not feeling the same in my energy and my sleep. And so now that I'm home, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on some of those things and the pendulum is swinging back the other direction a little bit. Like it doesn't go as far to the extremes. Right. And we notice that little back and forth. And it's so, it's so important to, to take that, that awareness of that little back and forth, whether it's your sleep pattern or, oh my gosh, I was on vacation and I ate a lot of sweets, right? So it's like, gave myself that grace for eating a lot of sweets. And this week we're kind of going to rebound, but I think you're right. Like when we get focus in this black and white, good and mm-hmm. bad, it, it feels defining, like, yes. and, and we can live our life by that definition of I did, like, I ate bad food. This was bad. Right. So then it's just like negative, negative, negative mm-hmm. without giving yourself grace. It was like, okay, well, I had fun. That was, that was right. a great week. Like, it was right. a great, I had so much fun. That food was dang. It was a little bit, you know, more on the high side of my carbohydrates than I want to have, but Hey, I'm going to reel it back in this week. Right. And onward, right? Because we're always moving forward. And I think it's that piece of saying, how can I make all of it work? Where do all the pieces fit together? You know, it's not about this is the only thing I do because where's the living life in that, right? Like sometimes those five pounds are the life and the joy and the enjoyment of the people we're with and the experiences we're having. And it doesn't mean that five pounds has to turn into 30. Right. But when we live in that black and white, that's where it goes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and I think on the business side of the same concept, right. We're saying in this black and white, we go crazy hard. And I know this, right? 12 years of side hustle. We go crazy hard at a pace that we can't sustain. And then we do nothing for a month. And then we go crazy hard because we're like, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm supposed to be doing this. So then we go crazy hard and then nothing. And that pendulum swing doesn't move us forward. Right. We're actually better off in the long run choosing a pace that has room for the other things that come up Mm. and doing a little bit regularly, consistently to move forward and get where we want to be. Yes. That, and that makes so much sense. And we can, we can apply this to, to almost everything. I, you and I were talking before we hit record that I chose to put the Awaken Your Soul Sunday series into seasons. That wasn't mm-hmm. even the original plan. I, my original plan was it's going to be weekly, just like the, our life mastery conversations on Wednesdays and our Fuel Life Fridays on, on our Fridays series. But then it got to this point this summer, I was just like, okay, this is a lot. Like it was, right. like this, it felt like a lot. So I could have forced. I could have kept going, but I noticed that I was like on this brink of, of burnout. So I was like, okay, well, this was the latest series I introduced. I have wiggle room. I can do whatever I want. I'm the one who's creating the rules here, right? Like it's not like I have someone above me telling me I have to. And I, I forget that sometimes that like I chose this. I have options. I can go with what feels best. So I took a step back. I I even said like, we're going to go on that break in the summer be back in the fall. Fall comes, here we are. And I'm like, all right, well, actually we're just going to keep it seasonal. It's just going to be yeah. a season thing. And that's okay. And I had to realize that first to myself, right? Like, right. 
I keep reminding myself, like even the systems that I've put in place over the last two years of working for myself solely, I made up all the rules. Yeah. yeah. I can also change all the rules. And right. I'm and legit. I have to remind myself of this almost weekly because, you know, I think you and I are similar in this way and very much similar to a lot of your listeners. We're like, we get things done. We yes. make things happen. We make a decision, we commit to it and we go. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been practicing is like, it's only permanent if we decide it's permanent. And so if something no longer works, then we get to change it. Yes. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing to have that permission to do. And a lot of times it's us who has to give our permissions right. to ourselves to do it. Gosh, and yeah. rem- having those people who will remind us of that, yes. <laughs> right? Like, thank you, Lauren. Um, <laughs> you know, having those people who will remind us to be like, knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. And you made that up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that was all you. That's the story you created. Okay. Like, cause that was one of, that was a story I created. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be letting the fans down by not doing this. And I take a step back. I'm like, okay, well, what's a bigger disservice not showing up fully and being my best self and, and burn out because that's a massive disservice to the audience, but then I'm going to feel it. And when I'm feeling it, then my family's going to feel it. Then my works, it's, it's that ripple effect. Right. So really right. I wasn't serving anyone by, by choosing that path, but it really came back to, okay, so yes, I, I may let down fans, but really it would, it would cause more havoc in my life. So I'd almost take the responsibility off everyone else and take that ownership of, okay, this is a me thing. This really isn't about anyone else. Exactly. Oh my goodness. This messy middle, this, (laughs) this gray area, when it comes to being okay with being comfortable living in it, what do you think that we really need to do for ourselves? Is there just a lot of grace that we have to give or, or how do we really be okay and, and comfortable living in it? Yeah, I think it's grace. I think it's reminding ourselves of the conversation and the thought process and the logic behind it, mm. right? Like, I think a lot of times when people (laughs) speak from the podium, right? Speak from that pedestal. It's like, this is how it's supposed to be. And we make these decisions. We go, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And we set ourselves up for something that may or may not actually make sense for us. And so we have to have those reminders of, you know, how do we walk ourselves through the logic of why we're doing what we're doing? So for example, like somebody could say, you know, again, going back to the diet thing, just because it's so much my work. Like if somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not supposed to eat, you know, the cookie. Yeah. Well, why aren't we supposed to eat the cookie? Understanding actually what happens inside our system when we eat the cookie. We're then making a decision from a logical place versus an emotional place of shoulds. Yeah. Right. And trying to use our willpower and white knuckle it. So I'm a big fan of understanding the logical side so that we can approach everything and remind ourselves. So when when we start to feel like we should be doing something else, and I so hate that word, but like 
you know, when we're not doing enough in whatever area, that's a flag of the black, white on off. Yeah. And so it's reminding ourselves, having the people who remind us and learning intellectually the plan for the middle. Because we can have a plan in the middle. I think, I think. Right. That that's, and that's a necessary step. We, we have, if we have a plan for the beginning and a plan for the end, why wouldn't we have a plan for the middle? Right. Oh and goodness. even our plan for the end, P.S., is just a new middle. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, because we're, we're that onion. We're always right. pulling back those layers. I was talking to my mom the other day about like house renovations. It's like when you finish one project, you're like, okay, on to the next one, right? Like there's like always right. something that needs done to the house. And even if you've lived in that house for 80 years, there's upgrades that have to happen there. You may need new paint. It may be something that's very small, right? Or it may be something very, very big, but it, there's always something to be done. And that's how right. we can look at ourselves. And PS, the expectation that we're going to have everything checked off the list and nothing else is going to show up is just setting ourselves up. Oh man. Expectations. What a killer. How do, how do we really just drop the expectation? Because that, that's a, that's a hard piece all in itself is the expectation of self, the expectation of others. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's a killer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same thing that we've been talking about, right. Of recognize that like, we probably made up those expectations, right? You know, we can just release that. Yeah. Right. And I think there's also something to be said for like, are the other people aware of our expectations of them? Oh yeah. Right. Like we make up a whole lot of stuff yeah. and then the other side and like, <laughs> I said this on, uh, my podcast episode recently, you know, for my own show, I was like, this is an answer that I would never have said two years ago, but <laughs> meditation Ooh. and learning to let go because like, I'm also, and this is sort of a tangent, but I think it also answers the question. Like one of my big things is let's all stop doing these dream boards yeah. and the vision boards and all the things. Um, because we put a picture on there. And that picture actually becomes the limit Ooh. that really, when we start to go in the direction of all the things, it's probably going to turn out bigger and better and far beyond what we can imagine. And so if it's on our dream board, that becomes the limit of what we can imagine. We're saying, okay, that's the thing. Yeah. But what are, what are we closing off to? What are we turning off? Because we've said, no, it's it's that house with the shutters like that. Right, right. It could have been the same house with different shutters <laughs> that you could have changed. Right, <laughs> or like, or, or you know, so much like a bigger house or a different right. house or in a different place or all these things. But like, so with those expectations, Realizing that our own expectations are also our own limit. Yes. It's very limiting, very limiting. When it comes to wrapping your mind around all of this, this, this really requires a mindset shift. 
What mm-hmm. do you think contributes to long lasting change within the mind and, and how do we achieve this? I'm a big fan of analogies and frameworks. And I think there's two things. One is a lot of times we think we have to think our way through it. Mm. And there is such a connection between the mind and the body that again, focusing only on one piece sets us up. So the idea that we're going to think our way through a different food choice, for example, is setting ourselves up because there's chemistry and biology at play. So if we actually just start with potentially some other foods, it actually makes it a whole lot easier to not choose the cookie instead of Hmm. focusing on not choosing the cookie. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Because we're not, we're therefore then not fighting the hormones and the chemistry that make us crave the cookie. Yeah. So I think it's about addressing things from all the sides, which we actually, I'm on a kick on this too right now, which is the biopsychosocial model. Ooh. So we have to address all three elements. Um, and then it's setting up the people and the places and the things that will help remind us when we start to go into those old habits and behaviors and thought process. Yeah. Some brain, right. Because yeah. Some brain rewiring going on there. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is certainly easier when we have the fuel and certainly easier when we have the support system and certainly easier when, you know, we're creating tools like the meditation or whatever it is to shift those. Yes. And we can have all of these tools in our toolbox, but if we're not actively using them and putting them to work, it's not going to help. It's like having a, you know, your tire flat on your car and then having a spare in the back, but you don't have the proper tools to change it. You would be much more well-equipped if you had all of the tools and then you could put it to to action altogether. So, and I think a lot of times we, we realize that we can acquire all this knowledge. We can listen to all the podcasts. We can read all of the books. We can do all the things, but if we're not taking action, then, then what is that information going to do? It's just going to sit dormant within us. Right. And I, in a piece to me of the action, like the difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it is for me, understanding why we're doing it. Mm, Yeah. What's, what's it driven by what, like, right. And how is doing it actually going to help anything? Oh, I get it. I actually don't have to be miserable all day. I'm going to choose that. Yes. Yes. Check one, please. One. (laughs) And that's huge. Realizing why, why you want to do it too. Because if if you're not really sure on, on why you want to do it, if you just want to lose 20 pounds to lose 20 pounds, are you going to be as motivated? No, I, I recently, and this is like an, an off story. My oldest daughter started telling me I had a flat and saggy butt. And I was like, Oh, rude. Right. So she challenged <laughs> me that by Christmas, like I would have a butt. So like my friend is a personal trainer. She gave me this workout plan. And I realized after two weeks, like I wasn't doing anything and I had to sit with it. And I was like, it's because I don't actually care. 
Like it wasn't, right. it, there wasn't, it wasn't within me. Like, I'm not sitting there looking at my butt and I'm like, Hey, like, I'm just, it's whatever to me. I sit on it. <laughs> like right. I use the muscles in it. So, so like having a Kim Kardashian, butt is not on my <laughs> goal list. Therefore I'm not motivated to do it. However, I did notice that while I was doing these exercises, my back hurt less from sitting all day. Right. So then I was, it was more motivating of, I felt better. So I almost had to change my, my mindset and get real with myself of like, okay, so maybe getting a big, butt isn't my goal, but maybe not having my back hurt every day is, is my goal. So then I just almost have to like give myself a little grace in that too, of like, I can still switch my goal or my direction, but do it for a way that actually feels aligned for me and what makes me feel good. So I'm sorry to my oldest daughter, Skylar. I'm not going for the Kim K, but, but I am going for a better version of self and a healthier version of self that just makes me feel good. Right. And like, what does that look like? If the thought process and our brain, right. Wasn't caught up in what am I eating? What's my exercise? What are all these things? What yeah. could our brain power be going to? Sure. Right? But like the listeners and us, like we together could lock arms and change the entire world if all of us just committed all that brain power that's currently going to the crazy. Yeah. To the how, to the to trying to connect dots, mm-hmm. to, to doing, to being busy, to, to convincing hustle. ourselves to push, to try to do things we don't really want to do. We're not understanding yeah. why we're doing it or like all the shoulds. Right. I should be doing this because I'm trying to win that bet against my daughter. <laughs> right. Like, right. I should be. But, but if those shoulds, like you drop the shoulds and then you get real with yourself and it's like, okay, what do I really yeah. want? What, what? what really makes sense for me and how am I going to, how am I going to surrender the expectation and, and live in that messy middle and be comfortable with it? Right. And finding, like you said, the messy middle, the gray area and saying, well, what does my gray area look like? Cause mine looks different than yours, which is going to look different than the next person. And that is all totally cool. And that actually brings us back to where we started of comparing ourselves to other people. Like, we're just setting ourselves up there too, because again, my gray looks different than your gray. Mm, goodness. It's so true. It's so true. And, and just having that, that grace and that permission to recognize it, recognize that we are different and that's okay. We are living yeah. our own human experience here. Everyone's different. Everyone's has a different life story and where you and I may have similarities. I'm sure we have just as many differences, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, and that's, and that's important for us to remember. And we're all entitled to our stuff. Like yeah. the other place where I think, again, this came up on a podcast episode of mine recently. If like, well, how can I say I'm overwhelmed? Look at what she has going on. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, oh, my life's right. not as bad as theirs. They just had this massive loss in their family. But but the feel you may be feeling it just as heavy. We all have stuff. Yeah. We all have, and we're all entitled to our stuff. And especially like I think, you know, we all also have a different threshold. And I think the last year and a half has also shifted what we all thought our thresholds were. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> right. And all of those pieces, like whatever works or doesn't work for someone else 
has actually nothing to do with what works or doesn't work for us. Yeah. And, and that's also, it's totally okay. It's also hard. And by the way, if like this whole conversation, you're like, none of this resonates for me. Cool. I I actually would love to hear from you. Like, you know, like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All the better. Tell me what your story is. Cause that's gotta be interesting too. Like it's all, all valid. Yes, it is. Oh, I, I love that you touched on that, Jen, because I think having that validity to self is critical and mm-hmm. it's a missing component for so many people to just know that we are valid and we are whole as we are. And we are, um, and the goal is to evolve and grow and to shed layers. So for me, when someone says like, oh, you're not the person I remember you being, that is a compliment. Because, (laughs) because I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't, whether it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I don't want to be that person. Is the heart of me still the same? Yeah. But I think I've been, I'm now more compassionate. I'm more grateful. Right. So like my heart has even gotten uh, bigger. Um, So no, so I'm not that same person. Thank you for recognizing that. And I don't intend to be the same person I am now five years from now either. So I, I think sometimes we have to realize that that is, that is the goal, the life mastery to, to, to master ourselves, not anyone else, ourselves. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Boom. And, and ever evolving, right? Like I think sometimes even like for me, when I think of the word master, that's like an end thing. Mm. Even though I know it's not sometimes like that, the connotation in my head yeah. of like where my head goes when I hear that. Right. So, but it's ever evolving, always learning, yeah. progressing, ascending and, and right? seeing what happens. Yeah. Oh goodness, Jen. I feel like I could just talk to you for a lifetime, but I'm going to be <laughs> respectful of your time. And I know our audience is going to want to just hear more from you. Where can they go to connect with you further? Awesome. Yeah. So first of all, I would love nothing more than to hear from each of you, like what resonates, what doesn't, um, social media, all the platforms at Jen Trepic, J E N N T R E P E C K. My podcast is salad with a side of fries. So wherever you're listening, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So wherever you're listening, you can find us there. And my website is a salad with the side of fries.com. So you can learn more about me, all the things I do. The podcast is there. Um, coaching email newsletter. I really don't bombard you. Cause I also don't love receiving a million emails, <laughs> um, <laughs> but all the things, all the ways to connect and get in touch and questions, all the things like, seriously, my favorite thing about doing these interviews is hearing from you all. So please, yeah. please don't be shy. Same. I will be sure to link all of that on this week's episode notes. Jen, you have the best energy and you are so full of wisdom. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you. And I just, I love the space you're creating and the conversations you're having. So just honored to be part of it. Thank you. Isn't Jen's energy contagious? I've linked all of Jen's social channels, her podcast, and her website in this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, share with a friend and be sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. 
But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.